Welcome to the Fit First Glory podcast, where we hope to encourage you in all walks of life to use your health, fitness, and wellness for the glory of God and the good of others. We pray that wherever you are in your journey, our conversation will give you spiritual insight and practical tools to make fitness more about Him and less about you. If this podcast encourages you, we'd love for you to subscribe and share with a friend. All right, ladies, we are back for another episode of the Fitverse Boy podcast. And today we are diving into what is health shaming? This is a really big topic, but Courtney and I are excited to tackle this with you guys today. Courtney's going to kind of dive into what is health shaming. She's going to talk about the biblical perspective of that. And then I'm going to dive into just some practical ways to avoid health shaming and then help other people also avoid health shaming. Yeah. So first, we're going to dive into a little bit about what this topic is and how we are going to define it, because I'm sure there are other ways of defining health shaming as people would talk about it. But for the purposes of today, health shaming, what we are going to define it as is looking down on someone else because of their body or actions related to their health or their lifestyle. And so it can be easy to hear that and initially think, oh, well, I don't do that. But I think if we look at it a little bit closer, I don't know about you, but at least I was extremely convicted when I just started to research this and started to think through it. So just think about it. Have you ever looked at someone and made assumptions about their health based on their appearance? I don't know about you, but I'm immediately convicted because I think sometimes we see people and we assume either to the good or to the bad, we make assumptions about their health. I mean, that's where the comparison game in and itself comes from is because we assume things about their appearance based on or assume things about their health based on their appearance. Well, what about this? Have you ever thought more highly of yourself than someone else because of how you eat, exercise or how your lifestyle is in relation to them? And so I think even just from those two, if we really think about the assumptions that we're making about other people and the way that we are pridefully puffing ourselves up when we are in a season of discipline, if we're looking down on other people or making comments about their health, about their actions, about their bodies, well, then a lot of times we're caught in this season of health shaming, which is something as believers that we absolutely have to watch. And so Thinking about it this way is if our continued heart posture, and I say continued because we all sin at the end of the day, we're all going to have thoughts that we really can't control. Romans 7, 18 through 20 talks about how we are going to have thoughts and actions where it's like, I do what I don't want to do. I don't want to think these things, but sometimes we have these impulsive thoughts or these sinful thoughts because we're all sinful. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But if we are continually in a heart posture that is condemning towards others and we are deeming them inferior because of our actions, then we are health shaming. And so I think we have to look at that. And sometimes we can frame it up and put this nice little pretty bow on it of, oh, I just want what's best for them. Or I just want them so badly to be healthy. And I've been in this season where I can think, oh, well, It's almost this posture of, oh, I've got it all figured out and I just wish that they did. But I have to remind myself that even if that started from a place of care, sometimes it can turn into this ugly thing where Satan is using it and it is being twisted and suddenly it's being used as an instrument of pride in my own heart. And it rears that ugly head where now it's no longer about, well, I just love them and I want them to be healthy. It's more about, well, I'm right and they're wrong. And I want them to conform into my image instead of into the image of Jesus. 
And so I think we have to remind ourselves, I have to remind myself of this all the time, that the Holy Spirit is much better at conviction than me. And I have to ask myself when I'm looking at somebody in my life that maybe I'm tempted to health shame, even if it's in the quiet of my own heart, even if I'm looking at them and I'm judging their actions, I have to ask myself, do I pray for that person more than I think about how I could fix their lifestyle? And I'm like getting emotional about this, but we have to ask ourselves that when we look at people and we think that we have all the answers or that we know better than them. Do we pray for them? Because honestly, a lot of times Jesus will look at us and turn the table and say, why are you looking at the, the fleck of wood in their eye instead of the plank in your own eye, speck of wood, whatever. <laughs> why are you looking at that instead of looking at yourself? It's kind of like in the South, how we say, bless their heart. Like if we're being honest, a lot of times that thing sounds nice, but people don't mean it in a nice way. Because at the end of the day, if our end goal really is to love and serve somebody, then our ultimate goal will be to love them like Jesus does. And like I said, it will help. Our end goal will be to help them conform into his image and not ours. And sometimes we can get so hung up on what we think is right or best with regards to health and fitness. And honestly, with regards to everything, parenting, motherhood, marriage, anything, we cannot get so hung up on what we think is right that we miss the point. And that is godliness. If our desire for others to view health for the sake of godliness is actually causing us to sacrifice godliness in another area, if we're sacrificing our patience, love, kindness, forbearance, or gentleness for the name of fitness, then we aren't actually pursuing health for the sake of godliness. Because at the end of the day, if there was a best or correct way to eat or exercise, it'd be in the Bible. There would be a meal plan and a workout plan in the back of the Bible if there was one, but there's not. God gives us the Holy Spirit to learn and grow in the way that each of us is called to, because at the end of the day, we can't health shame each other because we're all parts of the body. So think about how you take care of like your feet and how you take care of your eyes. For example, it's really different, right? But there is a right way to take care of each of those. And I truly believe it's the same way with our health. How we take care of ourselves is going to look different because we're all different parts of the body. And ultimately none of us can shame someone else. And we're all at times probably guilty of it, but we cannot shame someone else in their health because scripture is clear that wisdom belongs to God and he's the one that gives it. And so if we have been fortunate to learn and grow more about how our bodies function and how we can best take care of them, we should praise God that he granted us that wisdom and trust that if he wants to reveal that wisdom to them in their, his timing, then he will. But it's not up to us to declare that we know better than them. And so wrapping it up with health shaming, because ultimately health shaming is just thinking, you know, more than somebody else and looking down on them because of that, whether you're doing that vocally or not. But if we ever use the wisdom that God gave us about our health as a way to feel superior to another human being that Jesus died for, then we have missed the point. And so I think just to wrap it up with health shaming, I feel very convicted <laughs> by this because it's really easy when you're at season of discipline to start feeling yourself and for Satan to creep back in and mutate that discipline for something that is not good and not glorifying to God. So we all have to continually check our hearts and realize that if we start to want to make comments about other people's health and fitness journey, or want to judge them or think we can fix them, we have to make sure that our ultimate pursuit is godliness and love for that other person. So Caroline, what are some practical ways we can do that? Oh, Courtney. Um, you know, biblically approaching health shaming involves 
responding with grace and kindness first and recognizing the value and the worth of other individuals, which Courtney just spoke to. So regardless of their health status or their physical appearance, we want to make sure that everything we do is in love. And so today I just want to share three really quick tips um, and steps that can be taken in order to just make sure that you're responding with grace and approaching health shaving. So number one is just avoid comments about other people's health journeys. I think that avoiding participating in any kind of conversation around someone's body is probably the safe place to be. Now, if you know someone's heart and you know their journey and you know that they have been working really hard to maybe lose weight or maybe get a little more physically fit or make more nutritious options and you know, fuel their body better and you see them doing that, if you want to affirm that and encourage that, I don't think that's a bad thing, but you really have to know someone's journey and kind of be part of their inner circle in order to be able to even comment on, you know, decisions that they're making with their health and fitness. But I think as a whole, it's probably better just to avoid it just because we don't know what's going on with someone, right? Like we may see someone and they may look like they're, you know, being very disciplined in their health and fitness journey. And but we don't know like the inside scoop, right? Like we don't know that maybe they're doing that in an unhealthy way. And so sometimes you might say something in a positive way about the toning that you're seeing in their arms or just something super encouraging to them. But you may not know that in the intimate parts of their life, they're developing an eating disorder or an obsession. And so those comments actually fuel whatever it is that they're struggling with. And so I think it's really just best to avoid those conversations, like I said, unless you're their health coach or you know the intimate parts of their journey and you're kind of on the inner circle and you've been walking with them through that. I think it's, it's that has to be a very small group of people. but. Um, I did want to just mention that we should really just try to avoid those conversations altogether, um, especially any sort of gossip, right? Um, it can be very easy for girls to get together and somebody mentions something and then this conversation starts to happen. But ultimately, in, gossip is anything that is talking negatively about someone else. So we just want to make sure that we are avoiding that that we're avoiding gossip that we're avoiding talking about other people's bodies really check your heart make sure too that you're not just rejoicing in other people's failures because i do think that's a real thing like we can you know kind of think oh well i'm not as you know unfit as she is or i'm not as undisciplined as she is and so we can almost make these little comments that make us feel better about ourselves which is ultimately insecurities that we have and so i think we do have to check our hearts and so this is kind of a big topic but um the other thing that i want to say too is also just be like at the end of the day do not comment on other people's bodies especially children uh you know i was sharing with courtney before the episode when we were kind of planning this out but like people are always saying things about how josie is little and it's like, okay, I get the point. I know she's in the one percentile. She's literally been in the one percentile since the day that she was born. But people constantly say things about it. And it does start to bother me because she can't control that. She eats all the time. I do everything I can to like nourish her body. And so just commenting on other people's bodies in general 
especially children, can be so harmful. And so just really making sure that any words coming out of your mouth are uplifting and sharpening. And again, like our culture has kind of made talking about people's bodies normal and it's not and it shouldn't be. And so at the end of the day, the best approach is just to nip it and um, end it and not talk about other people's bodies. So that's kind of my first tip is to just not talk about people's bodies in general. The second one is encourage healthy habits in a positive way. So instead of saying, hey, you know, specifically to someone, I really want to help you get fit and healthy. You're kind of saying that they're obviously not fit and healthy. So instead, just do it in a way that is positive and encouraging, maybe inviting them over to a group workout that you're doing on a Saturday morning in your garage, or maybe um, you know letting them know that you're gonna go try out a workout at the local gym and ask them if they wanna come with you. Not in a way that makes them feel like you are pinpointing them out, um, but in a way that is supportive and encouraging and um, makes them feel loved and seen by you. Number three is to remember that all individuals have value and worth. So it's important to remember that every person is made in the image of God. Genesis 127 says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. So, you know, every person has value and worth regardless of their health status or their physical appearance. So we need to treat people with dignity and respect and avoid making any conceptions or judgments about someone based on their outward appearance. So overall, we really just want to make sure that we approach hell shaming biblically um, and we want to make sure that everything is laced with love, kindness and respect and that we recognize the value and the worth of other individuals. Ultimately, what we're calling ourselves to do, whether you're a health and fitness coach, whether you're someone who has been disciplined for years, or maybe you're someone who is just starting their fitness journey. Ultimately, the call is like Romans 12 says, is to not think of yourselves more highly than you ought to. And I think taking that posture of humility, the ultimate weapon against health shaming is humility. It is not viewing yourself as any higher than anyone else. And it is taking that posture and just saying, Lord, I'm staying in my lane and I'm stewarding my health for your glory and going to try to encourage and spur one another's on to the degree that it's actually helpful and that it actually is pushing us towards love and towards godliness and not towards puffing ourselves up or thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I know that there was a lot packed into just a few minutes. So hopefully you will go back, look through this, look through the scripture that we talked about. And ultimately our goal is that we would all come away from this, like I said, more humble and more dependent on the Holy Spirit to take every single thought, not only about ourselves, but about others captive. So that ultimately we can love Jesus more and point others to do the same. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Fit for His Glory podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback and a review. And again, if this encouraged or challenged you today, we hope you'll share with a friend who might feel the same and subscribe for future episodes. We love you friends and we'll see you next time.